and welcome to Right Brain. My name is Jeff Dubow, and I'm with my friend Paul Inman. Paul, it's been a while. It has been a while, just like that song says, you know, the one, the one that says it's been a while since no. I no. have seen whatever. Uh-huh, no. So, <laughs> welcome. Yeah, How well, are you, sir? Um, I'm all right. It's been a yeah. busy few months. As it definitely has. I yeah. How how have you been? I've been great. I've been very busy as well. Very very busy. In fact, we've been so busy that we're like, ah, right brain is on a um uh a break break time extended hiatus. Uh, so so to speak. Um, <laughs> let's let's be honest. We haven't been that busy. You have been busier. Mr. I have been busy. teacher man and yeah I think the problem started I first of all let's 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 clarify a few things here welcome dear listeners to write brain for those who've never listened to an episode we talk about writing sometimes um for those who <laughs> have forgotten because it's been a while uh we talk about writing sometimes and publishing and all that um the thing is Paul had a busy vacation summer if I remember clearly, you you do things during your summers a lot yeah. more than I do. Yeah. Um, because you have uh, what's it called? Uh, it's a, a family. You have a family. Ah, yes. yes. You have the loved fam. ones. <laughs> um, I have a cat. Well, well, we've gotten into I don't know a minute and a half, and we've already got self uh, depreciating JF Dubo, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> No, not well, dude. It's just <laughs> it's just a freaking fact. I uh, you you have a wife and daughter. I have a cat. I think my my level of obligation to my feline companion may be a bit lower than what it's you high need to though do. because that cat can't eat without you. It I can leave it like a I can leave a bowl of food on the floor for a few days. It's fine. I can get a cat sitter. <laughs> There's not a problem. Um, so yeah, no, we, we, we stopped recording because we, we just couldn't get the schedules to align properly. Um, it's not that we don't like talking to each other. We didn't have a fight as some of the rumors were going around the internet. I mean, Twitter was a buzz with the idea that you and I just got into like this huge spat. Well, you know, it wasn't wrong. I mean, um, no, what? that was, oh, uh, that was, uh, oh man, I thought it was an off air talk. Sorry, my friend. <laughs> I'm just what? kidding, man. Sorry. Okay. I will stop interrupting your, your wonderful wonderful speech. well i'm trying to explain to the, to the listeners exactly what's going on so here's what's going to happen now the the thing is the, the, the sad reality is that paul educates human beings uh, from his own family and outside of his own family meanwhile uh he's a teacher uh, he doesn't just kidnap other people's families to teach him music uh, <laughs> yeah that's. I, I like to think that would be a possibility but i don't think he's got it in him um meanwhile i don't do quite that much i just I write and, and and yell at microphones once in a while. So here here's what's going to happen with Ride Brain. Generally, most of the time, we're going to do an episode, me and Paul. We're going to pick a topic. We're going to dissect it. We're going to yell at each other. I'm going to make fun of Paul. He's going to try to make fun of me. I'll just let it flow over my back like water on a duck. Um, and once in a while, when Paul's not available, I'll just scream at the microphone alone. We've done that experiment before, and I hear it went well. <laughs> so, I, I hear it went well, too. You had a good time that, that time, right? I, I had a great time. I brought in a co-host, which happened 
to be an inanimate object. <laughs> I talked to that. It was great. It's good practice. Lots of fun. To be able to speak into a microphone. And and that's what we're sort of going to do. So this is kind of our comeback episode. We're still going to try to keep the episodes relatively short because Paul and I do have a tendency to speak for very long periods of time when we get together and chat because we're friends. We don't hate each other at all. No. So <laughs> we get chatty. We do. And I'm I'm totally off topic guy. JF is steering the ship and I'm just trying to drive the ship into the shore. That's all it is. <laughs> steering the ship is... A- you're an exaggeration. <laughs> I see a light on the horizon. I'm, I suppose it's a lighthouse and I try to aim for it, which I'm pretty sure it's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, anyways, that being said, this is going to be kind of like our, our reintroduction episode. Uh, we're just going to allow you guys to catch up with what we've been up to. And we're going to start with Paul. Paul, what have you been up to? Well, uh, a lot of stuff, man. Like uh, like you said, I am an educator. For those of you out there who've never listened or do not know, um, I, I actually was given a brand new class this year. So I'm teaching music, chorus specifically, and I'm also now teaching uh, what the principal refers to as digital storytelling. But I like to generally think of it as video, like a video productions type class. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. I, uh, I had to do a lot of learning actually in order to teach this class. Cause I, I don't know if, if anyone out there knows, but I, I enjoy making little videos just for fun. Um, and I put them on the YouTube, by the way, the YouTube, if you want to look it up is called where are you from pictures, which JF, could I, uh, could you indulge me a little story about the name? Where are you from pictures? It's short. Well, relatively short. I am a writer sometimes. So oh, we, we've 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 got time to fill. Absolutely, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'll, uh, I'll listen. I swear. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for humoring me. So anyway, um, I am currently about thirty-seven and a half ish, close to that. And uh, wait, your age? What? That's your age. Yeah, that's my age. Hey, you're older than I thought. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, you're still younger than me. Like, don't. <laughs> don't take a dad back. Oh no, geez. I wasn't. I wasn't. I know. I, I I know that I am here. Is that your cat back there? I can hear it. That is my cat. Feed me, JF. Feed me. No, she's just she's just bored. Tell your story. Stay on topic. Stay on topic. <laughs> my floor aim food, for the lighthouse. My floor food is is gone. <laughs> Paul, aim for okay, the lighthouse. So thirty seven ish, right? Um, about right. at this point, about close to twenty years ago, I met this guy named Javier. Okay. And Javier was a cool dude. He worked at this uh, little dive kind of diner place uh, that's 24 hours here. Um, is it is a dive and a diner? Um, uh, was he visited by one guy, Fieri? No, no, no. There was no drive-ins at this one, you know. So, uh-huh. um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I met Javier close to two decades ago, and he was from, is from a place called Veracruz in Mexico, right? And mm-hmm. he uh, was in a, a in America working to save money for his family and blah blah blah. Right, um, that part of the story is irrelevant. Here's what the important part is. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it. <laughs> every every time that uh, myself and my group of friends would come in, he would go, "Hey, where are you from, Myrtle Beach?" And like we don't know why that it was funny, but we just always laughed at that. So now here's where the story takes a turn for the tragic. You ready? Ready, JF? So is Yavier is is Yavier dead? He is actually, yes. 
he did pass away. <laughs> the oh, look on your oh, face, no dude. <laughs> if I wish everybody at home could have oh. seen that because I totally, oh. you were like making a joke and and you were like, oh crap, that was not the right. Well, thing. let's let's be completely honest. I I don't know him, yeah. so I mean. I cared that you cared. Oh yeah. He was awesome, man. He was an awesome guy. He was really funny and uh he was really caring. But anyway, so yeah, he did pass away. Um uh at this point it's been a decade ago. But anyway, we came my friends and I when we first really started messing around with this video stuff, we thought that was a fun name. A little homage, if you will. Homage? I don't know. Which one do you prefer? I, I'm French, so I don't care. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought French would take the one with the silent H, but you know. Mm. Mm. So I've been making videos for a while. Where are you from? Pictures is the name of the uh, the channel. If you want to check any of them out, some of them I think are all right, and definitely most of them are terrible. Um, but if oh, if you enjoy listening to my sultry voice, as as I'm told anyway, there's uh, I don't know, maybe a half a dozen, ten, twelve. I'm not sure readings from books from uh our ink shares i would uh go around and kind of do that because i enjoyed it about a year uh gosh it's been longer than that hasn't it two years ago now wow wow jf time is flying my friend remember that time i read some of a god in the shed i do remember that that's what's been back when i was trying to fund the thing yeah. now it's out in the wild i know so that's what you've been doing you had a book release right Holy crap, was was God in a Shed not released? No, that's how long it's been, my this? friend. Oh, wow. Time. Stuff. So yeah, no, I did have the book release for God in the Shed uh, since then. I also I, I also had my uh, my trip to, to San Francisco to go sign the copies of the book. It was a great trip. I, I think we did record after that trip, though. I do remember talking about it on a podcast. Yeah, somewhere. it wasn't this one. Mm, was it okay because it was a really dumb it was a dumb trip um literally a day trip where i i left in the morning to go to um to, to go to san francisco so i could go to oakland and left oakland that very evening i was i was less than 12 hours in san francisco wow that's crazy it's no it wasn't smart but i didn't really have any choice uh, no i mean the book release it's it's doing okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like a bestseller, but it's doing fine. The reviews are good. Yeah, it's a good book. Um, if you haven't read it, I recommend it. I've read it, but thank Obviously, you. Obviously, I'm not talking to you, but yes. Um, if those oh. of you listening haven't read it, then I recommend it because it is a good book. It is a good book. And um, spoiler alert, there is a god in a shed somewhere, just so you know. Mm, it, that That is a thing that happens somewhere in that story. Do you think it's okay um, to like... Drop some spoilers at this point. The book's been out for uh, June, I, it, June, right? Was it no July, June or July? I can't remember. June. Yeah, because I got mine in June fifteenth. I got mine in May because you know, being a backer, I got it early, so I don't. I don't remember when the actual date was. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, no spoilers. No, maybe. I I guess it depends on the spoiler. I mean, well, I, just general discussion, really. I guess minor spoilers. Okay, go 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 right ahead. Well, uh, I I don't I don't really know. Well, see, it, we we actually talked about this uh, a few days ago. I want to know the story behind the story because that's what kind of person I am. So my questions all have to do with stuff that isn't really in the book, pretty much. You know. 
Well, there's some stuff that's going to come back as like I finished writing the sequel a few weeks Which ago. Which is something so there, else you've some... done. That's amazing. Good job. Oh, dude. Okay. So what I've done writing wise, well, I released a book. Um, I finished writing a steampunk thing I was working on that just wasn't going anywhere. So I finished the first draft of that. It's a terrible draft. It needs so much cleaning up. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but that's that's a thing I have. I've um, during I've I've also written the sequel for Gone to Shed during um, Nanorimo this this year. Something that you never do because November is busy for yes. you. Yes, November um, and December I, are the wrote, worst, the busiest time of my year. Well, honestly, yeah, it it, it kind of makes sense because you've got all. I mean, you you've got all the, like the Christmas stuff to prepare. You've got your actual teaching job. You've got yeah, and when you're a musician. Um, like this time of the year is mm-hmm. the busiest time. Like I'm not joking. Like we're recording on uh, what's today? We're recording on the fourth this weekend. The uh, ninth, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh. I have shows every day. Two of them on Sunday, actually. So, oh, to be so popular. Yeah, and then next week I have two more concerts. It's just busy, busy, busy. So yeah, the the, the thing is like you 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 never get to do Nanorimo. Nanorimo is kind of like my my Christmas. But one of the problems I encountered this year for Nanorimo is that I got to the beginning of November, and usually the challenge is to write fifty thousand words in a month. Mm-hmm. Except I had been writing the fifty thousand words a, a month is about sixteen hundred and seventy words a day. Right. And I had been writing two thousand words a day for the past two and a half months already. So. When NaNoWriMo came around, I was like, well, I that's not a challenge. Like it's just, this is this is nothing now. I need I need something to make this a challenge again. So I decided to just double up on the word count that you're supposed to do for NaNoWriMo. And just, I was running out of steam writing uh the sequel to God in the Shed. Like I was getting to the, the last two chapters, the climax, and I wasn't feeling it if you will right, right. like i i wanted to really nail the last two chapters and i just didn't feel i was in the correct mindset and i had this other idea that kept bothering me so i took the first half of nanorimo a little more in the first half and i wrote an entire new book um and then i finished gone to shed and then i wrote a short story wow so i'm currently sitting with arc android that steampunk thing gotten shed 2 and that other thing that i did i'm sitting on four manuscripts that i need to sit down and clean up one of them i need to clean up for ink shares because they need it to start the publishing process i assume uh, i need to clean up arc android because i am going to try to i'm, I'm going to give a third hopefully successful push um, to get that funded so I can publish that. And I need to clean up the other two so I can, I don't know, send them to better readers or something. Wow, man, you have a lot, a lot on your plate there. So I actually did some writing stuff too since our last episode. I I know, I was going to ask yeah. about that so you can talk about it publicly. Yeah, I, um, I reworked the short story from our long defunct uh, short story collection, if you will. Um, from last year and I reworked it into a full-length novel however it's not quite finished I have oh I don't know 30,000 words or so like 60 pages manuscript pages maybe I don't know that that doesn't seem right but it doesn't matter about 30,000 ish words and I I uh, am working on that and I don't know I'm I'm not a finisher JF I guess because I always put things to the side I have about 20 
7,000 words on a sequel to Ageless. I have also started working on what I assumed was going to be a short story, but it's now feeling more like a novella, and I have about 11,000 words on that. And uh, yeah, there's just a lot lot of writing with no time, which I don't know how I found time to even do any of that stuff. But the cool thing, and I thought this was cool. Maybe I'm just patting myself on the back. I um, was lucky mm-hmm. enough to make it in the top 75 for um, that manuscript writing contest on tracking board, or is that what it's called? Tracking board? Tracking board? I yes. believe so, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that uh, made me feel pretty good. Although I didn't go on from there, but still, that's that's something. Yay me! I I mean you you got to take the, uh, the the victories where you can find them like, of course. Because I mean, art is a lot about sort of playing this weird ego balance where you need to have enough ego to feel like it's worth at least trying, right. but you never want to be the guy who has so much ego that he feels that he doesn't need to try. <laughs> no, I will never be that guy. Ah <laughs> oh, man, we say that, but maybe someday I'll be it, that guy. But. Not anytime soon. That's the thing. Like you, 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 you have to ask yourself the question: Like, at what point do I get enough accolades that I start to believe my own crap? <laughs> exactly. Oh, speaking of accolades, we have not had a show since Drag. I mean, before Dragon Con, and we went to Dragon Con. That is true. And we hung out with plenty of other authors. And uh, mm-hmm. this year, once again, you were nominated. Uh, for a dragon award for uh, God in the Shed. Well, well okay, let, let's let's be honest. Like me and maybe f- what four or five other Ink Shares authors. You were all definitely were, awards. yes, and that's amazing. We definitely we we were all nominated. Dave Barrett, who was there with us, also. Um, mm-hmm. It's all fun and games. Got nominated. Rise got nominated uh, by Brian Guthrie, and uh, what else got nominated? Um, uh, I can't think of the name of the book. Patrick. Uh, Oh, space yeah, tripping. space tripping. Um, and I feel like there's somebody else. Was there someone else? Uh, there must have been, but I'm stupid, so I can't remember. I don't remember either. But anyway, the four of us had a nice signing uh, while we were in Atlanta as well. That was pretty cool. Got to hang out with some cool people at the Barnes & Noble there. and um, mm-hmm. It was just a good trip. I had a good time this year. There's a lot, lots of Rick and Morty's. Uh, yes. Do you, have you have you caught up? Do you know what Rick and Morty is now? Uh, yeah, of course I do. I've caught up. Wubba dub dub. What is it? Wubba la. Oh, God, I ruined it. I ruined it. I was gonna do it. <laughs> All right, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can stop pretending. It's fine. So no, anyways, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, no, I've we had, we had a good it. time. Good. I like it. It's funny. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> it's fine. Um. There's no shame. There's, I haven't seen Stranger I'm Things. I'm telling yet. you, there's I no have sh- seen it. I know what happens. There, there is no shame in not seeing something, Paul. It's, it's fine. It's all good. So, anyways, <laughs> that being said, um, no, we had, we had a good time at Dragon Con. Um, I, I did some other cons during the summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I did talk about StoicaCon here. Yeah. I also went to Providence, Rhode Island, to go to Necronomicon, which is the. Uh, once every two years convention about all things Lovecraft. Cool, cool name. So that was a lot of fun. One of the things I'm discovering very nicely, and this is going to sound terrible. Like I don't mean to put down the, um, the the sci-fi author community or the fantasy author community, but of all the author communities that I've been a part of, the one that has so far been the most welcoming has been the horror community. 
there's this weird sense of because because I don't know we're the redheaded stepchild of the, the literary world horror writers. Um, I don't know. I I feel that there's just a lot less ego to go around once you start talking about. Like, I mean, we all write about just monsters and just weird, scary things, and we try to tell each other ghost stories essentially. So at some point, you sort of drop a lot of the um, a lot of the pretense that goes around being an author and just you know run with it. So being being able to go to those two cons has been super fun. I can't wait to go to StokerCon. StokerCon is going to be held in March at the same, at the, the same hotel that Necronomicon was held earlier this year. So in, that means I can drive in there. Providence. Is that where it was? Yep. Yeah, StokerCon. They're I guess their pride or their call their, uh, their 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 claim to fame is that they tend to hold all their conventions. It's the Horror Writers uh, Association's annual convention, so they try to hold hold it at places that are haunted or allegedly haunted, depending on where you fall on that side on, on which side of the fence you fall on that subject. Oh, that's cool. So ghosts, I guess. Um. So I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. The what else have I done convention wise? Probably nothing important. Oh, I, I did go to CanCon also, which was a lot of fun. I did a panel there. Um, fun thing about doing panels when you're an author and they put you on a, a panel of specialists is that you end up being um, the moron, if you will, <laughs> because I was put on a panel about artificial intelligence with um, a dude that is a professor at the University of Calgary in. Uh, Essentially, he's machine psychology. Wow. Um, some other guy who's worked with AI for 25 years, and now his son works with AI. So, like, it's artificial intelligence is his family business. And some other guy who's probably an expert of something, NASA, I assume, whatever. <laughs> like, and I'm a marketing director, and I wrote about book about robots that one time. So that was intimidating. Did you learn anything cool there? Uh, that that would, have, that would have been. My oh yeah, no. Ab- like, what could I learn? A- ab- absolutely. No, no. I, I learned a lot. I made uh, j- just being able to know those three guys was was a was a good times. Um, being able to to what was interesting is that knowing that the scientific portion of the panel was covered in spades, I was able to lean more into what is my area of expertise when it comes to to, to science fiction and technology is the, the societal impact, which is something that you kind I mean, marketing is about studying how people behave. So applying science fiction to how people behave is kind of how I write my science okay. fiction. So I was able to sort of lean into that and whatever like theories that we were talking about on the technological level, I was able to give it the societal impact spin needed to sort of make it. Because it's one thing to say, well, like the machines are going to be able to do A, B or C. That's cool. Okay, well, here's how A, B and C are going to impact society and how humans live their lives. And that's what makes it not just cool, but makes it real. So that was fun. I highly recommend anybody that wants to, to, any writer that wants to and feels the urge to, to get on panels because it's they're, they're great learning experience and great networking opportunities. You know what I learned at at at, uh, at Dragon Con when I was on the panel? I, I, I Brian Guthrie mm. and I were on a panel. You know what I learned, JF? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned that you don't put all your eggs in one basket. 
Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. That was definitely. my takeaway from um, that panel. Not a bad panel. The people were fairly nice, decent people. They were... How can I spin this possibly? They were extremely knowledgeable in an equally extreme narrow field. Yes, that's a good way to put it. They were. Yes. Uh, but in, in all seriousness, though, they were they were pretty decent uh, people, though. Um, for the most I'm sure part. I'm sure they're fine human beings, but they let, let's just say they kind of monopolized the subject of the panel, which was a bit counterintuitive to what the panel was supposed to right. be about. Um, as a showcase of indie author, it was it essentially became just a showcase of one indie publisher and his Right, writer. so I was thinking that like they kind of had blinders on. You know, that's a, a way that I could say it. Which... which which I mean, we, we could go into detail like for almost an entire episode just on how to like the, the, the subtleties of hybrid publishing. But just to make to, to, to make a long story short, the problem with having blinders like that, well, not the problem, but like the, the reason is that it's very much like all when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like right. a nail. And if you have a success story with one recipe, like let's say you can make this really good pecan pie. Even like you're always going to make that pecan pie because it's your go-to success. You're not going to try to experiment with something more complex like key lime pie. You're not going to try anything like weird. You already have a success. So you're just going to repeat that over and over again. And if anybody argues that you should be doing something else, you're probably going to fight back. And that, that was very much the, the, the scenario there. And you and Brian were the guys saying, yeah, but key lime pie dudes. So that, that, that created, it wasn't a hostile environment, but it was certainly not an environment where they let you guys speak or even bothered to ask you questions, which is counterintuitive for me because whenever I'm in a situation where I'm confronted with things that are outside my experience, my knee-jerk reaction is to ask just as many questions as possible. Right. So what do you know about pie there, JF? Like key lime, tru key lime truly harder than pecan pie? By the way, we say pecan in, in the South. Some sure, of us. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and you your know analogy was here fantastic. In I love it. Yeah, no, here in North, we we don't care how you pronounce it as long as it's That's delicious. Right. So no, it the, was a good the, experience, the, the, though. I, I enjoyed the experience. I truly did. And uh, I I, uh, I look forward to my next. That was my first one, by the way, my first that was Actually, your first panel? that is not technically true. I did have a panel on a very small con here in Myrtle Beach, and it was just me and like three other guys. And we did, and I actually came down off the little out of the little staging area. I don't know, you know, up front, and I just sat with the three dudes and hung out. And um, as a matter of fact, um, the glorious Derek Adams was there, and we just kind of hung out and just randomly talked about hybrid publishing. Actually, it was kind of fun. So that was my first true panel, I guess, maybe if you want to say it. And that was fun. I want to do I want to do more in the future. There will be more in the future for me, JF. There, there will, will be. be. Awesome. You know what else needs to be more of in <clears throat> your future? Paul? Um pie? Uh, books. Oh, yeah, books. You are correct. I'm telling you, man. I am enjoying writing. I am not enjoying finishing the writing. I don't know what's going on. Ah, that's not really true. I love to write and I love to make up stories. And I am just trying to balance my time. And I was kind of like you. I had this one story and I was like, this is going to be a short story. I promise it's going to be 5,000, 6,000 words and that's it. And I started writing it and I'm like, crap, this is another giant story. And I'm like, I'm going to try to keep it under 20,000 words. And yeah, 
I mean, what I, when I when I say I was like you, I mean like that I had one of them stuck in my brain, and I just wanted to switch gears into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I completely understand. It happens um, occasionally. It's, but that 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 book, that other book I wrote, like just absolutely slid mm-hmm. out of my brain with no little yeah. to no resistance. And that's where I was with this story, or that's where I am with this story. I haven't actually gotten back to it since I last really talked to you. I have about eleven k. And uh, I only actually opened it three times, and you know that's that's pretty good. I mean, I I'm I'm like anyone. Sometimes I sit down, and a lot of words comes out. Sometimes they don't. But you know, I, this one just boom, it was coming out like perfect. Feels good. I like it. And uh, I'm tentatively. I want to tell you what I'm calling it, JF. Tentatively calling it. You ready? Go ahead. Human. That's what it is. There you go. Can I make a suggestion? It's just to you? a working title, Jay. It's just a working title. Can I? No, but I, I need to make <laughs> yeah. a suggestion to you. Really, it's this is the marketing mm-hmm. part of me. When you come up with a title, your first thing, the first thing you do before you get attached. Oh, I'm not attached. I've already changed the title twice, actually. What? <laughs> there you go. Anyway, go to Amazon and search your title in books. See how many times it shows up. Now, the thing is with one word titles is that you are going to get a million hits, generally speaking, unless like it's an invented word. So you may want to consider if you get a million hits on your title using a different title. Good advice. Just to make sure that your book is easy to find. I mean, if you're you know, George R. R. Martin and you write a book and you want to call it by a single word that everybody knows, like you want to call it cyberpunk. Sure. It's going to be George R. R. Martin cyberpunk. Everybody wants to find it is going to find it. When you're an indie author, like we are, you want to be careful about your word picks. Well, I just did what you were asking me to do. And there's actually not, there's the humans, but I don't see Mm -hmm. anything just called human. And I'm three pages deep already. Late, late, Lay your claim I am. Quickly, We're deleting this part. Stop listening, everyone, quick, because I'm taking that. Stop stealing my stuff. All right, I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, I like That's... this title because it of the representation. Know, you have to read it, dude. Just, just don't worry about it. No, we'll 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 get to that. Like this, this is this is our, our comeback episode. I don't want to start delving deep into like tangents and stuff. We're definitely going to be talking about like titles is one of the things I want to discuss in more yeah. detail. We talked earlier about a bit more about like about doing panels this is something I'm starting to build some experience in. You're starting to build some experience in using cons. I these are all subjects that I want us to touch on in a little bit more depth without going to like 45 hour long right. episodes. But this is this is kind of like our welcome back. This is our this is going to be our format from this point on. Where usually it's going to be in me and Paul. And when Paul's not here, I'm just going to yammer on. Um, we're still going to try to get guests about things here and there. I want to I want to try to get someone who's doing well with a writer's Patreon because to me that's just alchemy. I don't understand very well how you can have a successful writer's Patreon without first having a successful writing huh. career seems I, like one leads to the other but not yeah, backwards that's good i'd be i'd be um, down for that guest i'm sure that the listeners would like that too that'd be awesome yeah absolutely and that that's that, that's the whole point is i want to find as many people who have interesting stories and interesting tools bring them on board tell our interesting stories be our be interesting tools and uh and and just 
talk about our stuff. That's a good way so, to wrap it up. Before man. we, yeah. <laughs> so b- before I wrap it up completely, like, is there anything that you want to plug uh, right now? Yeah, I mean, check out uh, author J.F. Dubow, who is just killing it. No, no, no. Plug your things. I'll plug. I know. My well, I want to plug my friend. Is that okay with you? Come on. No. Right, fine. <laughs> then, not. if you want to follow Right Brain on Twitter, it's at Right Brain underscore. Come follow us. Um, if you have been following us, you probably saw some of the stuff we talked about. Definitely, there was things about Dragon Con and book signings and the like. Uh, come follow me personally if you'd like to at Paul Inman SC on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, um, Ageless is the name of my debut novel, which is now a long time ago, it feels like. But go check it out on Amazon or uh, order it from Barnes & Noble or you can get it from Walmart.com, Target.com, anywhere that books are generally sold. So yeah, Ageless by Paul Inman. And Mr. Dubow. Yes. Um, right now, my only thing, hopefully the campaign is still going on by the time this goes up, is my the sequel to my first book, The Life Engineered, which is titled Arch Android. You can find pre-order information, book trailer. It's not a very good book trailer. Uh, first chapter samples and all that at inkshares.com slash arch dash android. Um, yeah, go pre-order a copy. It's, um, it's a pretty good book. I like to think it's got robots and action and a love story. It's uh, it's rad. <laughs> Sounds great, dude. Uh, yeah, you should pre-order. It. I already did. Be like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there be like go. Paul, which should really be everybody's um, thing. <laughs> uh, mantra, yeah, motto, sounds good. Tagline, whatever. Slogan. So I'll we'll see you guys next week when we talk about. Another subject that Paul and I will decide in the interim. (laughs) Yep. Bye-bye.